Blog Talk Radio. I'm talking to you today from the subject, The Power of a Made-Up Mind. Repeat the subject after me. The power, the power. of a made-up mind. This church, this ministry are a school. The power of a made-up mind. The text is found in Psalm 57 and 7. Repeat it after me as I shall read it. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing. And give praise. And give praise. I will quote from Reverend Ike, the seventh chapter and the fourteenth verse. Repeat it after me. If you want to be something, if you want to be something, to do something, or to have something, first, get it in your mind. Make it up in your mind. Make it up in your mind. First. For a moment, I would like to use a bit of what they taught me in the theological cemetery, I mean seminary, and pay homage to just a bit of homiletics and hermeneutics. Homiletics being the science and the art of delivering a religious address. Hermeneutics, the science of scriptural interpretation. The word heart, as used in the scripture we just read, my heart is fixed indicates the deeper mind, the subconscious level of mind where thoughts, moods, attitudes, and ideas settle down and determine your destiny. So then the heart is the deeper mind, the subconscious level of mind where your thoughts, moods, attitudes, ideas, and beliefs Settle down, and from there they determine your destiny. The scripture goes on to say, my heart is fixed. The word fixed here indicates settled in the mind. Fixed indicates the state of having a matter made up in the mind. Now here is a statement that I want you to latch on to because it is something that every one of you have and some of you may not be aware of it and I want to make you aware of it. Here it is. You have the God-given power to make up and create in your mind whatever good you desire. I'm going to put it in the first person and have you repeat it after me. 
I'm not interested in simply an intellectual exercise in my messages. I want to impress this upon your subconscious soul. There is a lot of purposeful repetition. Repeat this after me, please. I have. I have. And I want you to say it with your hands, with your voices. That alerts your subconscious mind that there's some good stuff coming that you want it to catch. I have, I have, the God-given power, the God-given power, to make up, to make up, to create, to create, in my mind, in my mind, whatever good, whatever good, I desire, I desire. I want you to think of this making up of the mind and making up something in the mind in a sense of making up dough to make biscuits or cookies or whatever. I'm going to repeat this again with you. And this time I want you to call your name. Instead of saying I, if your name is Susie Jones, I want you to say Susie Jones. If it's Henry Brown, I want you to call your name and then follow it with this statement. I, I call your name, I have the God-given power, God power to make up, to, make up, to, create, to create in my very own mind, very own mind whatever, good, whatever good I desire. I now, here's another statement. Just listen to this. Once you make up, fix, and settle what you want in your mind, then the God in you will bring it to pass. As a person, it is your business to make up, to fix, to settle what you want in your mind. This is so important. Too many people complain, Oh, Reverend, I'm not getting anything out of life. Well, what have you made up in your mind? Ladies and gentlemen, you're only going to get out of life what you make up your mind to have. I spoke in Los Angeles some years ago at the Scottish Rite Auditorium on this subject. And a couple of young men saw me on the street the next day and said, Oh, Reverend Ike, that was some good stuff you talked about yesterday. And as soon as we get some money, why, we can do that. <laughs> Let me give you a shocker. It doesn't cost one cent to make up your mind. Say that with me. It doesn't cost one cent to make up your mind. You can be penniless, as my mother would say, as poor as Job's turkey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, things begin to happen the moment you make up your mind.
The power of a made-up mind is the power of God in you. And you turn on the power of God in you by making up your mind. I said a moment ago that I could have still been in South Carolina sitting on a log in the woods saying, poor black me. I've told you time and time again. My mother taught school in one room, seven grades. I and my mother walked to school every day four miles. And four miles back, she got the princely sum of $65 a month. I remember one time my mother showed me $700 cash that she had saved over the years. I don't know how she did it. But she had made up her mind. I'm tired of walking these four miles to school every day and back for just $65 a month. And she took me in those $700, went to the next big town, which was Savannah, Georgia, and ordered concrete blocks and built a store in the front yard. And she operated that store until she passed on. But where did that begin? It began when she made up her mind that she wanted to do better. Many days as we walked those dusty and sometimes muddy roads, people would pass in their cars and splash mud on us. Busting was not an issue in those days. <laughs> they rode the bus and left the walking to us. <laughs> And you know I'm not a racist. I'll have to say this if somebody's here for the first time. I'm not a racist. The only color I have any respect for is green. And if you get enough of that, people won't care what color your face or anything else is. Anyway, I could have cursed those people riding in those cars. I could have become a rabid racist walking those dusty, muddy roads was when I made up my mind. That's where all of my Rolls Royces began. <laughs> While I didn't have a penny, ladies and gentlemen, hear this, everything begins with a made-up mind. Say that with me. Everything begins with a made-up mind. I challenge you, I dare you sitting here today. I don't care what you've got, what you haven't got, or what your condition may or may not be. Make up your mind about something right now while you're sitting in this seat. You don't like where you're living? Right where you're sitting. Make up your mind, I'm moving. <laughs> You need some more money? Right there, sitting in your seat. Make up your mind, I'm going to have some money. And 
don't equivocate about it and mess around about it. Lord, if it's your will, give me some money. Lord, if it's your will, help me make up your mind. Money and everything else is first of all made up where? In the mind.
time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. This is Tasia and Jessica. Peace, everybody. Peace. Sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, can everyone hear us? Let us know in the chat if you can hear us. Thank okay, you. Great. Um, well, well, kings and queens. <laughs> welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. So, um, hope everyone's doing well this week. It's been how was your week, Tasia? Um, it's going by pretty quickly. Um, I wouldn't say it's been a too much of a challenging week, but yeah, I mean, had a few little—I wouldn't even call them obstacles—some no. little events to try to get you distracted. But, um, I mean, still blessed because we're here today, we're alive and well, and we're going on with the process yeah. of life, everything. There's so much. Like, my mind is so overloaded on so many things that I have to do. It, that's where I'm at, especially today. It's just like I have so much on the to-do list, but it's like, the more knowledge you get, the more you have to do. And that's where I'm at. I'm just in a, I really felt it today. Like I'm just an overload, but I need to not allow myself to feel like so overloaded that I don't do anything. Just take everything one step at a time. So that's what I plan to do so that I won't feel, eventually feel like overwhelmed. So mind overload is not to be confused for me anyway with being overwhelmed, but it can get there. There's a line, almost a fine line there. But other than that, I mean, it's a good thing, you know, not sitting back being lazy or, you know, or waiting to watch, see what the world unfolds. But, yeah, so. Yeah, so a lot of that's going on um, right now and um, with the media especially, um they're pretty much painting the picture that the coronavirus is spreading more now than it was before. So we just, even um, in our city, our mayor, um, he is calling an executive order for everyone to wear face masks in public which I was like, okay, I'm going to look this up and see, um, especially after that YouTube video Akeem put out there about the face mask. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was not able to find anything um, on, the government. on the government website. Yeah. So the only thing that I saw it was on social media. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not saying that things aren't happening, that people aren't getting sick and all of that, but, um, you know, we have our 
own opinions on the face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, does it help or does it not help? You do your own research on that. I'm not even going to get into that again. Um, but, yeah, we decided to look that up. The, since the mayor called where well, he's saying he's signing, signing an executive order that will make wearing a face mask in public mandatory starting tomorrow and this to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Um, and when you go to the article, that's all people will read. That is like headlines. Like, you know how it's just because it's the mayor and it's an executive order, people like headlights start going off, beams like alert, you know, everybody is about to be even more on edge or those that are for the face mask, they're going to be an overload. Like um, Dr. Daniel says, like those that are obedient. She was talking about that last week. Oh, no, was it this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this week. She was talking about that and how, like, even though people, those people that fight about the face mask, that wear the face, face mask or fight with others to wear the face, face mask are those that are being obedient. But even though you're obedient, it doesn't make you safe. And we're not talking about safe, like safe from the virus, safe from the government, safe from hurt, harm, and danger. You're not. Because you are, you know, there's no pushback or anything. But anyway, yeah, so we looked that up. And then as you keep, you know, that's like the headline, but then keep reading. When you, when you, we like to not read everything. We just read the headline. I, I understand sometimes you don't feel like reading, but we must read everything. So um, when we look when we look this up for ourselves, it says that there are exceptions for people who cannot wear a mask for medical or behavioral reasons or disability, people under the age of six and people trying to communicate with individuals who are hearing impaired. So that right there tells me that it could be a medical issue for covering your face, covering your mouth. But right there, and then children under six. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have a newborn baby wearing a mask. No. You know, and it's just yeah. Um, that's actually a hazard. So, um, and it says the mayor said that the police will not be stopping people to issue citations. In addition, the health, the public health will not be going into the bars. Um, but there are like the commissioner. The commissioner is going to try to um, not going to try. She's going to send letters to bar owners recommending that they limit capacity and cut back hours. So it's just you know when you really get to reading, it's it's still not mandatory. No. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're not going to go to jail for it. Um, no citation. You're not going to, yeah. You can, um, I mean, still do. I mean, do what you think is safe. Do what you want. Um, choose your battles, you know. Not, you know, just choose your battles. And, yeah. So, um, so moving on, I've been wanting to touch bases on the stimulus package, the new stimulus package that they are getting together. Um, now, it, it passed in the House of Congress, 
so um, it's been sitting there, and it doesn't seem like the Senate is um, prioritizing it or um, there's no urgency to getting it done. And I think that is in timing of the election. So there's still people that are unemployed and they have the unemployment until the 31st of this month. And with the Senate going on vacation, and they won't be back for probably a week until like I think the 17th, um, it raises concerns because there's still people that are struggling. And um, mm-hmm. it yeah. could worry people to <laughs> they're worrying about, you know, after this is over, after. I mean, it's hard to live off of unemployment now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. That's not even half of your paycheck. So, yeah, and we already talked about the people that were, uh, well, not us, but on Truth Tuesday, I came show last week when we had um, the guest on his show. Gilbert. Gilbert on his show mm-hmm. that was saying how, you know, you may have had your forbearance and things like that, but they're going to call for all that money at once. Mm-hmm. So if you are not putting that money aside, I mean, I'm going to admit I even applied for that. And, um, but what I did, I was like, I was too unsure about what was going to happen. So I'm like, okay, let me just hold on to this. But I still set the money aside. And then when I could discern, like, the flow of things, I went on ahead and made my payments and whatnot. So I never got behind. But I still was trying to play it safe. But some people were not doing that. Mm-hmm. Some people were just still spending because it's, like, out of sight or out of mind or, oh, I still – you know, I got time or, and it, you know. And the way that they presented it, it was like, okay, it mm-hmm. was like a forgiveness type thing where right. you didn't have to worry about paying for those months. But on the back end, you will have to pay a yeah. lump sum. A lump sum. Not like, I mean, I think they're calling people and trying to work out plans. But at the end of the day, they're not really helping you. It, mm-hmm. They make you seem like they're helping you. That's what really grinds my gears is that all this false that we've been deceived from the beginning mm-hmm. and they make it sound good and it's like oh yeah like they automatically defer your student loans and things like that who knows what they're going to do with that later but you know it's just just this deception so these people they think that they got some time they're making it sound like oh we care I mean it's not the, the people that work at the banks, it's not their fault that they are nice and kind about it, but it's like, you know, all of you guys are, <laughs> they should just tell you, you know, when you get in that, uh, in, in that little forgiveness uh, program, mm-hmm. they should just tell you, like, just be expected to pay it all at once. I don't remember reading that in writing when they send you it in the mail, because I had my own thing. I knew. I'm like, oh, no, this is too good to be true. Um, you guys don't care about me like that. So I was like, I'm going to set this aside and just pay it. So that's what I did. I just paid it um, later. <laughs> but, you know, and then what happened with me was um, I was getting phone calls, even though I was, um, I was like, why are they calling me? And uh, my phone blocks calls automatically that aren't in my phone. So I finally contacted them back after they left several voicemails and they were just saying they were calling people that were in the, the program and I was like well I'm current and they're like oh well, 
yeah, I can see that. And so I'm like, okay, they're like, but they may still call you to the end of the period. I'm like, why? And then they said, we'll just take you off the list. Like, don't call me. You don't have any reason to call me. I'm, you, said, you see that I'm current. So I'm not behind. So I don't know. It's just these scams that, and I just feel bad for people. Some people aren't good with money, but um, I feel bad for people that have to be on it, like, like, rightfully so because they are out of a job you know um but some people weren't they weren't um they were spending and not putting their money away or money aside so hopefully mm-hmm. you know hopefully they still have time to make up for their lack but let's be let's not think that they're on our side in any way that's just how we have to look at it anytime there's something going on just know that they don't always have our best interest at heart so we got to think above and beyond them you know, and their reasoning. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a reason mm-hmm. for everything that they do. Um, but as far as the stimulus package in a whole, um, they they started on it, but they have not. Nothing's really set in stone. Mm-hmm. They propose different things um, on both sides, the Republicans and the Democrats, but nothing is set in stone. So they're prolonging this, Mm -hmm. um, which the president, he had said yesterday that there will be a stimulus package. So once it comes to him, for him to sign off, that it would be one. So with uh, so many people unemployed, they they are trying to figure out a way to have incentives for mm-hmm. them to go back to work. Where with the six hundred dollars a week, some people that's more than what they actually make on their job, and they they really would rather stay on employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually um, spoke to some people that was in that situation, so. It's going to be interesting to see after they come back from break. But as far as the loans for the small businesses, which some some small businesses got, but the processing it took took long uh, for them to have. Mm-hmm. And um, people are just not getting it. Yeah. So why other bigger corporations that were supposed to get it, they got it, mm-hmm. and they're not requiring them to give it back, which. It doesn't seem right, <laughs> which with the whole degree of what Dr. Daniel said about they're not really trying to help the small businesses, but um, what I'm talking about, like, all these things that we want them, I mean, because we have hearts and we want, want to do right by mm-hmm. people, so we assume that, oh, this is going to help. And it's not, it's, they're literally widening the gap. Mm-hmm. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. So it's crazy. Yeah. P loan um, program, they're going to, they finally said they're going to extend it to the 8th of August. So that should give some relief to some of our businesses, but um, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough out there right now. So going on, as I was looking those things up, I came across uh, this new bill that they proposed. Now, while all this is going on, 
with the coronavirus and Black Lives Matter, they proposed a Gun Violence Prevention and Community Safety Act. Now, that act will pretty, is pretty much going against our Second Amendment rights, which is concerning to me because um, it infringes on our rights to bear arms. Now, what they're proposing is to end an epidemic of gun violence and build safer communities by straightening, strengthening federal firearm laws and supporting gun violence research intervention and prevention Initiative. initiatives. So pretty much how it's going to work, hopefully it doesn't pass, but what they're trying to do is you must receive, you must have a license in order to purchase their arms and ammunition. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get stricter on the laws. And um, it's a process to get this done. And when we went to purchase our firearms for the first time, mm-hmm. it was just pretty much. You go in, go in, show your ID, mm-hmm. you make your purchase. <laughs> you you were out like yeah. The background check was how long? Like not even five, five, ten minutes. Not, yeah, not, not even, even that. that. Yeah. So now with this new this you know what more, more loops and hoops for people to go through, and not everyone have a lot has a license. Mm-hmm. You know, and there. Not only that, this is sidebar. Now, certain places, certain um, in certain places, you are not allowed but to buy one box of ammunition. Like they're cracking down. Like so, people that are reluctant, hesitant, or procrastinating on getting your firearms, you should not procrastinate or work any longer. You need to make it happen because now you can get your ammo. You can't. You it look. It's getting. It's about to get more difficult. Yeah, so, um, and I shouldn't say like more dif- like more difficult. Like you can't get it. But my thing is, you should be able to go in and buy as many boxes as you want. You know. So if you got to go up there a couple times a day or something, make it happen, or just make sure you just have to go. Um in order, have yourself protected because this says a lot. I mean, that they're, they, I mean, everyone's going out here buying firearms. So it says a lot. Something's going to happen or something's up. And if you feel safe, it's fine to feel safe in your home or you can think that nothing's going to happen, but God forbid that if you were in a position where you're able to reach for your firearm and get whoever, is trying to break in or whatever or harm's way, like there are women getting abducted. If you don't have something on you, don't know how to use it, just you just got to get prepared. And I understand things can happen at any time, things like that, but I don't, I wouldn't want to live with that regret, like, oh, now I can't go buy a firearm. Like they're doing whatever they want to do with these businesses. They may make it to the point where you can't buy one. I mean, it's just, weird um it's difficult it's just different times so um yeah it's 
Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so they they want to raise the age to 21 to purchase a firearm. Here in Ohio, you know, um, you have to be 21 to buy a handgun. But for any firearm, it's going to be 21. You have to be 21. Um, and this is something we'll have to look more into because that just goes against your constitutional, constitutional rights. So it's, I wouldn't even, I mean, there's definitely ways of getting out of this. And this isn't mm-hmm. set in stone yet. But, you know, we'll yeah. come up with something to get out of it if, if that's the case, um, you know. But it's just like, Sorry. look at the, the crap we already have to go through on a day-to-day mm-hmm. and now look at this. Like, they're they're trying to hit every avenue. Um, they talked, what was it, Dr. Daniel talked about the food supply. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it makes sense as to why I felt that tug and that managing my own food because you just never know what's going to happen. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All types of things going on. It's just, these are different times, strange times, times that aren't shouldn't be too surprising, but they are because we're living in it and we're not used to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, um, so you would first have to go through training. So think about it. You'll have to go in, go through training. Um, it will be a written test. <laughs> They're trying to make it a written test. Um, and wow. then a demonstration, like hands-on, how to – you have to demonstrate how to use uh, firearm, you know, safety and use of the firearm. Um, and then you'll have to apply for the license, and then they'll do a background check um, with a background investigation and criminal history check. And then uh, – you would have to present and send in an ID. Um, no, I'm sorry, not an ID, but a photograph. So they'll see what you look like, which that kind of raised some mm-hmm. flags that you could discriminate based off of how somebody looks, but that's another thing. Um, and then the process could take up to seven days. So it took us, what, 30 minutes at the most mm-hmm. to get ours, and now they're going to try to prolong it to seven days. So. Yeah, now this makes sense now because you're saying that it's a, basically a license to carry, a, to have a firearm. So mm-hmm. it's like when you go, you get a license to drive a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a license to, to own a firearm, and that is out of control. Yeah, out of control. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, dealer's license to sell your firearm. Um and then they're gonna they want to do regulation on how you uh store your firearm in your house. Yeah, this is all control. So hopefully this doesn't go through but this and yeah. um, they need some pushback. There's a lot of things going on where they we need to show some pushback on some things. Just the same way we wanna do the a Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, there need to be pushback on some of the more important things. Um, like the mass and, and churches being sh- shut down and um, firearms. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that people aren't showing enough pushback, and they're just doing whatever the heck they want to do. And we're not showing any resistance, but we already know that a lot of the stuff that is getting a lot of media 
and a lot of play is because they want to keep us distracted from the bigger things Mm -hmm. and this type of stuff. No one knows. I won't say no one. People don't know this is going on. No. If you stay focused on the Black Lives Matter and keep stay focused on coronavirus, like solely focused, like we know the stuff is out there now. We know what's going on. Don't lose your focus. (laughs) You know. So we see, we clearly see what they want to do. Right. Um, But they... There's an exemption if you already purchased a firearm. So, like we were saying before, now is the time to get it. Yeah. So, it says exceptions. Previously possessed firearms shall not apply to possessions of any firearm or ammunition by an individual who otherwise lawfully possessed the firearm or ammunition under federal law on the date on which the Attorney General begins issuing federal firearm owner's licenses. Mm-hmm. All the more reason why everybody just just get your stuff. <laughs> yeah, and our webinar on how to purchase a firearm mm-hmm. as a national is on our website, so we'll need to mm-hmm. move, move on that. JTMuse.com, um, just very reasonable price um, just to walk you through the steps because some people did not know how like I've had people call me because they did not know the process because a lot of people haven't gone and purchased a firearm so you know we have that up um, to show you how to do that at the national Mm -hmm. also the consultation if you need to book one if you need more information we can help you get through it Mm mm-hmm yeah. So, well, you guys, this is a quick show. I don't know if anybody has any questions. If you do or comments, go ahead and put your hand up. Just hit the number one on your phone. I know people do not know how to uh, raise their hand as well. But anyway, um, announcements. Um, What's the new truth today? With Akeem L. Yeah. On Hindsight Radio. We're here every Thursday at 7. Um, I'm thinking there was something else that just left me. But, yeah, um, check out our um, our website, jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com. And, um, yeah, y'all, let's just keep going forward mm-hmm. and not lose sight. You know, and that's why we played um, that Revenite earlier um, about the mind because we just need to make sure we we stay focused. It's easy to lose your focus. So anyway, everyone, have a good night. Have a blessed rest of the week, and we'll see you all tune in next week. Peace. Stay right there. Stay right there. You're listening to Hindsight Radio.
Blindside Radio.